0: This Pit Boss podcast is brought to you by our very good friends at Molly's Place Sporting Goods. Easily found on Route 213 in Kennedyville on Maryland's upper eastern shore. The hard-to-find guns, the ammunition that's non-existent today, Molly's has you covered. Plus, much, much more. Molly's is your one-stop destination with Molly's Restaurant, Molly's Mart, and Molly's Place Sporting Goods. Visit them online at mymollys.com. M-Y-M-O-L-L-Y-S.com. Fuel your adventure at Mollys. Five, Five, four, four three, three, two, two one. one. Quiet on, Quiet on, the, on set. the set. Quiet on the Quiet set. Quiet on the set. Six. A very happy 2-22-22. Happy Tuesday. And thank you for tuning into the Pit Boss Podcast episode. Mm, I really should check these out before I fire this thing up. Episode 32. I believe it is episode 32. I'm going to call it episode 32. So, I just heard Gam. So, just to set this up to my far left back... I can hear her in the kitchen. I am sitting out overlooking the Pit Boss Refuge, where currently it's empty. There was a pair of buffalo headed sitting out here a little bit ago. But um, with the mild temperatures, not a whole lot going on in here. I had some mallards sitting in the yard first thing this morning in the dark, but even the mallard and the black duck have kind of really thinned out. So off on the other side, beyond the Pit Boss podcast, excuse me, I am tongue-tied, beyond the pit boss refuge, too many pit bosses, eh, Uh, somebody's doing a roof, so I can't really see, can't really see where they're at, but I I can definitely hear them, so quite possibly uh, you're hearing them too, (laughs) Jeff Wood, what's up, he's texting me, very good afternoon to you, sir, I know Jeff Files along, and speaking of people that file along, Nick Castellano, a very happy birthday, a belated by one day, so a two twenty-two, no two twenty-one, twenty-two. Happy birthday to you! So, check out Nick on Instagram at Cedar Marsh Gunning Decoys with some underscores in there. Cedar Marsh, yeah, Cedar Marsh Gunning Decoys with some underscores in between each word. Happy birthday, Nick! Deleted, deleted. My goodness, man. This live stuff, well, it's not live live, but this live stuff is hard on me that I <clears throat> really don't edit. That's how tongue-tied I am. Yes, the weather. Let's get back to that. Yesterday was beautiful. About 64 and sunny. Today was supposed to be even warmer. But, man, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, the clouds rolled in and it actually rained a little bit. We're supposed to get the heavy rain tomorrow and Thursday, I guess it is. Um, but its it's just not that can't say it's not that pleasant. I'm in shorts and flip-flops, and I'll admit there's a little gust. i would admit the uh, tops of my toes might be a little on the cool side, but I'm sitting out here anyway, so trying to ease. I don't know if you can hear the wind or not. Definitely can, probably can hear the wind chimes across the canal there on the other side of the Pit boss Refuge. Hmm. My ground blue slot. <laughs> I really need to just slow down. I don't know why. This is not it's not a sprint, is it? It's a marathon. Here's a little fact that you may not know. October twenty thirteen, I did the Baltimore half marathon in two hours and twenty-two minutes. So this is a marathon, it's not a sprint. So I will slow down but my crown black salute on this two twenty two twenty two afternoon. Waiting for Karen to get home. I think we're gonna do. I got a hankering for some sushi, and I'm, she has not texted me back yet. But uh, I'm thinking, hopefully, that she might she might pick pick me up some on the way home. Actually, for her too, but definitely take care of me on that. Headaches. I made notes today, so I'm going to try to stay on task. Headaches. I had a headache this morning, very quickly, because of. I don't know what loan I want to call it. I've been I've been telling people it's the last loan. That's probably that's probably incorrect. There's a ride going off. How about the biggest loan? The biggest loan, I'm jumping through hoops. And I was not really prepared to file our income tax yet for twenty twenty twenty. But it was suggested to me that I do. And I went to a mad scramble yesterday, trying to get all these 1099Ks from PayPal and Venmo and AdSense and everything else, where I get my 1099s from. Karen's straight up W-2. Anyway, trying to throw it all together very, very quickly, make it as simplistic as we can for the accountant. right, stop. Come on now. She'd be in a little. She came out to lay in the sun and she's still wanting to bark at people out front. But yeah, headache with taxes because, truthfully, oh man, the dogs are going off now. Duke's upstairs going off. Um, Just jumping through hoops. And I guess I always like to be in control, and this I just don't feel like I'm in much control of. And yesterday, a couple other things that I was definitely not in control of that I thought I was in control of. I've worked very hard since Karen's known me. Her credit has always been good, and I've worked very hard on improving my credit because maybe, you know, 15, 20 years ago, I just didn't give a f F about anything, any of that at least. I just didn't care. And my my credit was uh, less than, I'm playing with stuff on the table and I shouldn't, less than positive, let's say. But I've worked really, really hard to get it above 800 and... Where am I going with my story? Um, a couple of things I got denied for yesterday. Simple things that I thought, I thought um, with the hard check on our credit that I thought would be pretty simple for me. Since I got a hard check on it, might as well go ahead and increase a couple other, the minimal type things. I'm talking in code, I guess, but not. I'm trying to I'm talking vaguely, but. Um, yeah, just some other small forms of credit. I thought, Hey, I'll go and get, I'll go and get some, some increases in that. And I think the small increase I was asking for, <laughs> I was asking for too much of an increase, but yeah, just, uh, my headaches headaches of are in the financial realm, shall I say. But uh, on the positive note, the bank's 25 is headed west. I'm going to send it off in as best shape as I can. I actually went and got it out of stores yesterday and brought it home in the driveway. It looks like she's going to need some batteries and, and a couple other other little small items. But in amongst this, I needed to find the titles for the trailer and the boat itself. And in doing this, I came across some old, when I say old, this is like, some of it's probably from and and the my friends at at the Duck Boat Company TDB in Massachusetts, I I probably need to get this stuff to you guys. If you're listening, but yeah, it's it's some stuff that's easily from if it's not the mid '80s, the mid 1980s, it's it's definitely the late 1980s. Uh, and it's 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 things that I acquired from Rip Pool, and I don't want to rip pool. I don't want to jump ahead of where I'm trying to go with this. Because it's very easy for me to just go off on a tangent, but I did find I'm going to re, re, re uh, regroup here. I'm going to I'm going to reel myself back in. I did find some very old TDB um, information, sales information this morning. Things that were given to me uh, definitely in the early. Oh no! Wait a second. I said I said ni- 1980. All right, I have to re re. Rip, oh, see this is I'm going to go off on a tangent. Anyway, let me just re, re recant that when I said 1985 mid 80s 1980s 1985 to 89, what I meant to say was the mid 1990s. So this is stuff that 1990 98 97 98 99, right before I I got my C class TDB 17 from sl and shortly thereafter I acquired. All kinds of this information. So yes, it was the mid nineties, but anyway. Ah oh, man, I I'm going to get back on my notes. I found. <laughs> let me restart. I found some old TDB the Duck Boat information this morning, which got me thinking. Because I'm really trying to make a strong, concerted effort to have consistent, uh, consistent, yeah, consistent, regular timely based content for the pit boss podcast and seeing that paperwork and and i have to thank everyone who has given me suggestions on got great ideas great suggestions great ideas of things that we can expand and and we can we can i can definitely go off and talk um, on tangents it's very easy as you probably have have found out. Any, if this is your first visit to the Pit Boss Podcast, thank you very much for tuning in. And those of you who do listen and follow along, thank you also. But you do know I have a tendency to want to go off and ramble, especially when I'm by myself. But where I'm going with this is, I, I'm possibly, I, I've overthink how how the podcast should run. And that said, what would be People talk about history. They wanted to hear some some, some uh, historical, topographical, dated information from me. Things that have happened in the past to me, with me, about me, for me. Um, I said me in there a lot, didn't I? But yeah, but stuff that's happened in my life. And I, I thought, what better to talk about duck boat history? And when I say duck boat history, I'm not talking about duck boat history of the duck hunting world, I'm talking about my own duck boat history because I I think it's something that I can probably talk about for at least 45 minutes. And because of that, to be able to talk that long and to try to stay on topic and on task again, I've made notes. So my first duck boat My first duck boat. Actually, the very first duck boat that I, and I so this 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 goes back into Rip Pool and TDB in the duck boat. Back in the day, they had a fourteen foot duck boat. This is and this is if you want to say, how about this? You see, I really wanted to go into the history of it, and okay, I'm just going to dive right into it. The history, from my version, from my perspective, my version. Excuse me from my perspective, of the Duck Boat Company. Rip Poole from Street, Maryland. I probably met Rip in 1990, right about there. And I'd see him at shows. He would go and do, there was a Timonium, uh, just outside Baltimore, Timonium, Maryland, at the State Fair conventions, uh, State Fair Grounds. Not Convention Center, but the State Fair Grounds. There was an after show there. I know I'd see him there. And I'd see him, a couple other, uh, saw him at the, um, uh, Easton Waterfowl Festival, and I probably saw him in another show somewhere here and there. And Rip was a, Rip if you're, I hope Rip's still alive. Rip is a soup, because I'm going to say was, hopefully he's still alive, so I will say Rip is, he was just a super nice person. Lived way up uh, northern Hartford County, right on Deer Creek, in Street Maryland. Actually took Molly up there quite a bit when she was was younger. We'd go down and, and um, play around in Deer Creek, but
1: TDB they had a 14 foot
0: duck boat. They had the 17 foot duck boat. They had a 10 foot sneak boat. They had a two man sculling boat. What else did they have? I feel like they had something else in there. A fifth boat, but probably the first duck boat that I ever maneuvered myself rip lent, lent me and it fit in the back of my truck pretty easily. Lent me the 10 foot sneak box. He yeah, had some uh goose silhouettes that that went on the on the boat very easily. Uh I put a five horse um Game Master, Sears Game Master outboard motor. Is it was that would have been it? Game Master, I think. I think it was Sears. Yes. That's what I'm gonna go with. The Sears Game Master. And that was the first duck boat that I was ever in that I operated solely on my own. Solo solely. Solo on my own. Um Rip Pool, the TDB, he had Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey, and was very good friends with Bill and Dean Clark, the originators, the founders, the designers of TDB, the duck boat, way back in the day. And I, I'm going to have to say, when I said about the mid-80s, I'm going to say that 1985 was when the, the 14-foot TDB came out, I believe. Um, So I'm in between my notes here. Rip pool, man. <laughs> I hope you're alive. And if you are, we need to catch up somewhere along the way. It'd be great to talk to you. My duck boat. So that was the, the 10-foot TDB sneak box was the first thing that I ever hunted out of on my own. Duck boat that I hunted out of on my own. I know that I on that five-horse game, what I called? Game master, game fisher? Game fisher. Just a small, small 14-foot boat. Then I went to a larger 14 14- boat, 14-foot boat, I will slow down, that we had a nine-horse go-devil, it was the short shaft go-devil, and that boat, I eventually put a 20-horse long shaft, or I guess what would be called a a normal shaft go-devil, and from there, I moved up to an 18-foot polar craft with this 20-foot go-devil, 20-foot, my goodness, 18-foot, 20-foot, 18-foot polar craft with the 20-horse Go, devil. Part of my problem is is when I do these podcasts, like I'm kind of, I'm I'm definitely concentrating on what I'm doing, but I'm I'm my environment around me. Duke's out here now. I kind of looked down at him as he meandered by, gave me the eyes he went by. But yes, the eighteen foot polar craft. It was the Ducks Unlimited version back in the day. They had a big V bow, and this was this was a straight up John boat, flat you know flat bottom, your typical or classic, I should say, John boat. Um, which, I put the. Eventually, I put. I'm told, Tom Matthews told me this. Avery Outdoors, I, I purchased the third Avery Easy Up blind, and uh, that was that was the duck boat for quite a while. I have mentioned Jim Hansel in the last uh, podcast, thirty-one, with Coot, with dog training, and I happened to had have, have him. I'm trying to remember exactly which friend of his. It's another gym. Right. My goodness. The long and the short of it is we were going to go shoot canvas backs, and I had this John boat with the go-devil in a spot that, you know, probably I shouldn't have had or a good weather lesson learned to me. We were set up with a kind of a light southwest. South. I'll say south because it's straight off our backs pretty much. South wind really no wind breeze when we first got set up and rolling across we're on public property on the eastern shore and rolling across the bay was here comes this line and it's dark and you know hindsight now i know much much better than i did then because this would have been in about uh 1999 no no can't couldn't be this was in 97 or 98 because 99 i'm already guide. so yes 97 98 and here comes this line across, and boom! All of a sudden, the wind switches from no wind to the south. Light breeze is pretty much angled right into us from the northwest, blowing. The piece of water we're on is just nasty. Um, I'm going to swing to my hard left, and I'm looking at a cork redhead that I made. The the set, his mate, well not his mate because it was two drakes, but the drake redhead that that bird was all on that trip with us that morning. And that, that bird got lost in the marsh somewhere because it, it broke away, and I never, ever did find that bird. Um, it's the kind of event that you have to remember now, too, that cell phones, and especially cell coverage, but cell phones themselves were not what they are today. And I was concerned. I was concerned where we were. And, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. So we sat there, and all of a sudden I kind of thought to myself, man, like the, the boat was kind of up on the beach, you know, Good 400 yards, 500 yards to to our to the west, to the left of us. And, man, I went up there, and the damn thing was, was full of water. Um, lost a couple electronic devices in it. The Go Devil, uh, the waves were hitting so bad, that they had broke, a, had broke a bracket on the Go Devil, and my boat was sitting there full of water. And it's the kind of thing where I, th- I felt pretty confident that we would be able to get the water out of the boat and get ourselves righted. And make sure, you know, when I say righted, the boat was not flipped over, but right the situation and be able to get back. But that said, I, I just wanted I wanted to make sure that that someone knew that we were out there and where we were, that if there was an issue and we did not get back to the ramp, that somebody knew where we were. So, you know, the I thought the sensible thing to do was to to call and got a hold of the Maryland DNR and just told them the situation. I told them it was not life-threatening and just wanted to give them a heads-up to where we were. But the boat was full of water, and you know we were duck hunting, and it was in January, and and you know on and on and on, and went back to try to pick the decoys up, and and um, it it was just a mess. It was a mess, and all of a sudden here comes two big from a distance. You can see the blue lights. Here come two DNR boats trying to find us, and. Anyway, it was hard to get the water out of the boat for sure. Um, they towed it back to the ramp, you know, about half, half full of water. And, um, once I got myself situated and and got myself situated, I guess, uh, admitted to to my, got my feelings back in in check because I was bothered that I felt like I said about not being in control that I was defeated, um... One of the first things I thought is I am. This is not ever going to happen to me again. Not ever. This is not ever going to happen to me again. And I got. A, I called Rip Pool and said, "Rip, I want to get a 17 TDB." So that was kind of how I got launched myself into the world of current duck boats. The path that I chose, or maybe chose me, of my duck boat purchases is that I did not want to be in that situation again, and. I still tell people today, I mean, you can have the biggest John boat that they make and it's still an open boat. And I think that's the biggest thing with doesn't really matter what what brand, the brands I'm going to mention here, I have mentioned and will mention, you know, they are truly, uh, you know, closed design duck boats. So, hmm, Gams cooking something good. I don't know what she's got going on, but just a little, little hint of it blew out and hit me hit me in the nose there. Yes. So, the, that led me to the 17TDB, C-Class 17TDB, after the fire. Christian Buhlner had purchased, he worked, the, what, the story that I was told is that he worked for Bill and Dean Clark, purchased it, and I guess some of the boats, the, the moles were kept in a chicken house, possibly, and there was a fire, and um, on and on and on. So the the boats kind of got redesigned a little bit. So instead of the old classic, like um, motor pad that was on the transom, the C class, especially the seventeen, you know, Christian just kind of changed up a, a good bit, and they had a real a real transom across the back, the entire back, and uh, that was post post TDB fire. Rip is still there because I'm going to jump down my list a little bit more. But Rip is still salesman and selling in Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, the entire TDB line. So other duck boats that I had in amongst all this. So I guess while I still had the John, but, oh, you know what? had I had a 21-foot sea Seahawks. Yes, Seahawks. Bought, bought it from older older gentleman in, in Crisfield, Maryland. So I had that boat also. Didn't really duck hunt out of it much, but I wanted to dive into the world of layout boat hunting. And in 1996, bought a Banks Pumpkin Seed Gam Molly myself. It was a good opportunity. We stopped on the way back. Um, Niagara Falls, Molly got to see that, and uh, it was I guess it was my probably really my first visit to Niagara Falls. Slowly, I turned step by step. All right, that's not that funny, I guess, but Niagara Falls. Um. Okay, so my timeline. So ninety six is thrown in there. It's going down the list a little bit, but yes, nineteen ninety six. I did purchase a Banks pumpkin seed, which kind of introduced me to the to the world of Banks boats. Speaking of purchasing boats, Rip Pool passed. uh, He parted ways with TDB, and I guess just because good timing for myself. Um. Yeah, you know, I was close to Rip. Rip and I were friends, whatever, whatever, whatever. I actually sold TDB, the the duck boat. And I'm gonna guess that was from like two thousand one to two thousand four, somewhere in there, the best of my memory. And I did. I sold I sold quite a few fourteens and seventeens. Uh and in between all that, the reason that I did not sell them anymore, again, this is this is my version, so it's it's as factual as I can remember it to be. But the poke boat and Arthur Armstrong in Kentucky, Bree, Bree, Kentucky, is it? Anyway, they purchased TDB, and the molds got moved to Michigan somewhere. And even after they got moved to Michigan, I, I know I sold at least one Michigan-built TDB that was not a... Christian Bülner TDB or a main built TDB. Yeah. But in amongst this Banks was also making a 14 foot boat, a duck uh you know I'm going to say a, a basically very similar to the TDB 14. And so I going to shows when I had the TDB, I, I can I can remember vividly to this day I can remember being at the Thousand Island Decoy Show in uh, Clayton, New York, and Michael was there, and he was talking about going to build, and I'm in the 17, TDB still, I'm selling TDBs, and I told him I want to get a bigger duck boat. And TDB was building a 21, but when the molds, the new company wasn't really making a 21 yet. And I think, I think, I think Christian had only made three, I believe. But anyway, talking with Michael, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to make a 17 or I'm going to make a 21. I said, well, make a 21. I said, I'll buy it. "Ah, I don't know. I don't know. He was worried about the size, you know, on and on and on. And um, so anyway, they came out with a 17, but it kind of planted the seed for later on down the road for the 21 banks to be built. And it would have been in the fall of 23. 2023, <laughs> in, the t- in the fall of 2003, and Charles in Preston, Maryland, I cannot, Charles' last name, and I, I went, when I wrote my notes, I couldn't I couldn't remember it either, I thought by the time I was doing this, I'd remember, Charles, mm. Mm. everything that he had, he wrote on, stolen from Charles and his last name, and I can't remember his last name. I have a life jacket of his. Uh, Yeah, it's probably in storage. But anyway, I have a life jacket. This is stolen from Charles. I can't remember his last name. But Charles was, he bought a layout boat because he had, here, okay, this is, it just kind of came back to me. He purchased the first 21 built boat. I'm sorry, the first 21TDB that was built in Kentucky. And he had it. And he also, he bought a one-man towable, the Hercules, whatever the one-man towable banks boat is, layout boat, he bought that. And Michael had a 17 banks that he was delivering. He had his layout boat, and Charles had his 21, and it was in a garage. And I can remember it was like December 7th, 8th, something like that, it was on a Sunday, and it was the man. The weather was just nasty outside. It was howling, and Charles was a super nice guy. So he he backed the he backed the seventeen in. So the seventeen banks and the twenty one TDB were sitting side by side, and you know Michael was ready to build a twenty one. And I said, oh, I really want one. So we were talking about he, you know, this, that, the other kind of he had his, he's telling me his ideas, and I told my th- what I thought was nice, and you know on and on and on. And eventually he came and said, Look, well, how, how serious are you about wanting one? I said, Well, I'm very serious. And he's like, Are you serious to give me enough to give me a deposit? So, yeah, I'm serious enough to give you a deposit, but like, I'm gonna give you a deposit, like the boat would never get built. Like, how, how what's your timeline when you're gonna build this thing? And this was in December. So I don't think that they actually started on the mold until January of two thousand four. And my season had already started big plane going across the top here my season had already started in october back in this special sea duck season 107 days long it had already started and i don't think that i got the first 21 from banks hall number one i didn't get it till like this october 16 17 18 somewhere in there it was kind of a mad rush i'd meet him someplace mid mid mid-state pennsylvania mad rush to get it to come back and get it get it dialed in and and uh you know jumping from the 17 tdb to the 21 banks holy moly like i i thought i was like you know in a freaking yacht the thing was just so much bigger than the 17 which just you know makes sense because 17 feet versus 21 feet but i can just remember that it was truly like just a huge huge difference You physically being in the thing and it was a good boat went on and um Had it for for quite a while. Uh, had it in the ocean a couple times, and actually took it. I'm trying to think, I, my, my years. I did not write this down. This is kind of on the flyer, off the cuff. But it it got towed to Rhode Island when we hunted with Brian Rhodes and the Swampers, and we we did hunt out of my twenty one. And I don't think he had his twenty one yet. He borrowed. He he bought Charles's twenty one TDB, and that's what that's what Brian kind of kind of helped help facilitate that deal, um, back in the day. Yeah. Um, so yes, the 21 served me well and I can't, you know, how many years I had it. And I I just, I remember reaching out. Oh, so here's, here's my story. Here's my story. I want to bring up Steve Hoover. We got to mention Steve Hoover in this. So I'm, I'm doing decoy shows and we'd go out to the West Lake, Ohio decoy show. It's always, uh, it's coming up actually here next month. It's always kind of that right around um, St. Patrick's Day, yeah, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, wherever that weekend falls. I'm looking across the way. I think a big tarp is about to go into the canal, or is it somebody? There's a big tarp that I think is about to go into the canal. I th- oh, now it's blowing back. Yeah, it's totally loose. I was, I was. Well, I say it's not that good with that far away. I was I was thinking maybe somebody had their hands on the tarp. All right, so Steve Hoover. So um, and Steve, I met I met Steve with selling the duck boat TDB, and I think probably the first time that I met Steve was in Happy Grace at the at the decoy museum for their October duck fair, and he would have been with um, Scott Barnby because Scotty had a had a. Had a duck water there. I think he had a couple of duck waters actually, but anyway, trying to stay on topic. It's kind of cool thinking about this stuff because some of this stuff I've I sort of kind of forgot. But I'm at at the Westlake Ohio Decoy Show, and and you know, Steve Steve knows I've you know I'm in the banks, and and um he he told me he's like Jeff someday I will get you in one of my boats. I'm like yeah you know yeah okay thank you and I don't think so but you know you know. What's your number, kind of thing? I've had Steve's. I've had Steve's number in my phone forever. Um, so Steve, Steve Hoover was introduced to me, kind of in the with with sell, so between like, I, I would say in two thousand one probably was the one I I really did meet Steve, because uh, of of selling TDBs. So I do reach out to Michael and I say, hey, you know, just I want to stay ahead of the curve, blah blah blah. You know, I want to try to I want to try to take you know my service. My guiding service to the next level, you know, I'd really like to like get a bigger boat. Come, you know, have you ever thought about building a bigger boat? And he says, actually, I'm I'm I am thinking about building a bigger boat. And it was that same kind of process where, you know, we talked about it, talked about it, talked about it, and then he was like, you know, how serious are you about wanting a bigger boat? I'm, I'm very serious. He's like, and again, this took place. My this is my season. I think this time probably instead of being at December, it's in November and. Yep, the tarp just went in. It's gone. I thought it got hung up on a piling, but it it went over the edge. How serious are you, Jeff? And and I, so I already knew about you know the slowness of 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 me getting my 21. I was like, "Well, you know, how how slow is this how slow is this process going to be?" But basically, he wanted a deposit. I said, "Well, I said if if I can have it for next year, I said I will I will uh I'll give you a deposit. I'm still looking at that tarp. I'm sorry I can't really see it at all now um so that's kind of how i I was came in and around and about to get hall number one of the bank's twenty five and that was so I got the twenty one in October <laughs> I didn't get the twenty five until until December of 2010 there's a couple stories in there I could tell you. I'm just trying. To, I'm trying to think if I <laughs> how nice I want to be. Um, it was it was so rushed. How about this? How rushed was it, Jeff? Well, it was so rushed. Yeah. So I get, I get to I'm just trying to think of the timeline. I got 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 the trailer, the load master, my first load master trailer that I purchased, Port Clinton, Ohio, and I drove around up through detroit and went across um what's the br- ambassador bridge and when in when it first time going going to banks that side that way it was actually a pretty cool trip and the boat uh, you know boat wasn't ready and um i stayed there two nights and he let me tow it over to the um what the store when you don't pay taxes what's that I uh, can't remember anyway right before you go across a bridge we unhooked it he wanted to tow it across the bridge and get it through customs he said meet me at the at the at the Burger King across across the way so I go I get through no no problem took him a little bit of time he sends me home with this boat I don't have any paperwork zero paperwork on this thing and I don't know how just, it was like so, so hectic and so rushed. I guess it was just kind of off my radar. It was off my radar until about day three or four using it. When I'm in the ocean, and here comes the Coast Guard with their lights on. And I'm like, oh, F. This thing isn't registered. And I don't have document one saying that it's my boat or anything. So... Anyway, talk myself out of that one, um, you know. And that, that so my, my relationship with Banks. So at the same time, we're doing Ducks, Dogs, and decoys DVDs. Before that, you know, two thousand six. This so is two thousand ten. We, we kicked the TV show off, and Banks was a major sponsor of the TV show. So, I don't know. I don't. What does that have to do with it? Um, I'm, I think it just speaks to to my relationship. I thought I thought I had a pretty good relationship with Banks Boats, yeah. And yeah, <laughs> yes, I thought that I had a good relationship with Banks Boats, and this whole the whole twenty five deal may have planted the seed in me. I don't know, put me put me going down a path. Maybe it put him going down a path. I'm not sure. But regardless, I had no paperwork for it. Got that straightened out after a while. And, um, you yeah, know, the boat was registered and it is registered current day. And that's actually to circle this around is some of the paperwork I was looking for this morning. But that would have been 2010. And going in the ocean daily, 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 going in the ocean. Um, you know the weather is such; the waves are such. Wind makes waves. I, f- I found that, in e this year, even in being in a thirty-two foot, this year, um, you know, the weather and weather and wind is what it is. And there's some mornings even. I guess you could be in a forty-footer, and it's still gonna be still gonna be too nasty to go. But somewhere in here. Between 2010 and 2019, the seed was planted again. Steve Hoover's making different boats. He's going in a different direction. He picked up uh, Hal Whitaker out of Annapolis, Maryland. Hal's doing, you know, uh, computer design boats. Um, Steve's doing a whole whole bunch of different, whole bunch of different um, models and series. And I started hearing about this Ocean series. I think the 28 was the biggest the biggest that he was making at the time. And that would have been to me is the biggest production duck boat that was out there. So probably in the 2018 season or so somewhere follow along with them, follow along with a lot of people. And, and all of a sudden I saw a post somewhere about the world's largest duck boat. I'm like, wow. I was like, wow. So instantly I pretty much text Steve like, Hey Steve, what's like, what's up with the world's largest duck boat? So, you know, Steve Returns my tech with a phone call, and we start talking about it. He's like, "Yeah, it's Rod Merritt, HyderPro, Pro, dot com." He's in he's up in Maine, and he he got the the thirty two, and you know, Steve's telling me all of, of the features and things. I was like, "Yeah, you know, email me some stuff, and if you can give me some pricing, I'd be curious just to see see what's what." And that was during the season, and we we just the Harrisburg Outdoor Show just ended last weekend, and Steve was there. Steve was not there this year, but in 2018 Steve was there, or 20 no, excuse me, 2019 Steve was there, so had more of a chance to to sit you know sit down with him and talk in person about the Ocean 32, the world's largest duck boat. And again, he threw out there to me, he's like, "Hey man," and he's like, "Rod's a super nice guy. Which Rod Merritt you are? Thank you, sir, for your your time and effort." He's like, "Yeah man, just get to Maine." He's like, "You know." Uh, I, and I even told Steve, like I, I at the very least, I don't need to take a boat ride, but I definitely need to touch this thing. I just need to to see. And again, like going from the 17 to the 21, I definitely was worried about would birds decoy to the 21, like they did this to the 17, and they did. Going from the 21 to the 25, again, it was a it was a concern of mine. I you know I don't excuse me, my phone ringing. That's the official Pit Boss ringtone. It can be found on iTunes. It's available. Pitbulls ringtone. Um, so yeah, concerned about the would they would they the twenty five, and I definitely was concerned about the thirty two, and I just wanted to see like, hey, like, is is the thirty two too much of a duck boat for me? Again, I'm not layout hunting with this thing. I'm I'm, I'm boat hunting with, on all the boats that I've done. Even though I've had lots of layout boats in between, I have a two man today, layout boat core sound and. I just don't guide with a layout boat. That's all. So that was February, and then by, with snow and whatever, on and on and on, I flew out of Salisbury to LaGuardia, I think it was, and then from LaGuardia up to Bangor, and then drove over and, and met Rod, and it was kind of a kind of a wet wet morning. We kind of kind of putted around a little bit at at the at the diner. Weather kind of broke, and Rod was kind. Of, I, I didn't need to take it for a ride, but Rod insisted. Thank you, Rod. Uh, just really, just wanted to climb up in the thing, just see it, just again physically touch it and see how big it was. I'm looking at it right now. I should have said that right from the beginning. So, so the Pit Boss Refuge is is slightly angled to my left, and then to the right, continuously for over 32 feet is the world's largest duck boat sitting on the boat lift. Um, we uh, what two uh, two weeks ago, right? I guess the weather was nice, super nice. And we broke broke her out and put her back on the duck boat. So, once it does get nice, when I say nice, nice and sunny, so you don't have to like bundle up like like it's like it's duck hunting weather. We can we can take bri- you know take a boat ride in it now, and or once it once it does get nice, you know the weather breaks, it's on the on the lift and ready to go. So, where am I with my story? Yes, Rod Merritt went up and saw it. All oh, these dogs. Karen could not go. Took a lot of pictures, a lot of video. We came back. Karen's a big part. I I should have brought her up earlier in all this, but Karen is is always a big part of my decisions. And we talked about we talked about you know jumping from the twenty five to the thirty two, and going from fiberglass to aluminum, and and um, and something else happened in there with banks that just not really going to say too much about it. But that was another major <laughs> determining factor of of. Uh, yeah, it's okay to move on from Banks. So I have to thank Michael Banks. Michael Banks, thank you very much for my decision in, in owning the world's largest duck boat. Steve Hoover, thinking of you, we are. So I think that was the most uh, politically correct way of putting that. But yeah, Michael, thank you very much, man. So get back, talk with Steve. Same kind of thing. Steve wants to deposit. Hey, no problem. Sent him off a deposit and and um, I think it took him a little bit to get to get uh, the haul material that long. I think he I think he eventually got it from New Jersey, um, but got the boat in the works, and I drove out right before my season i think I think we'd went to PEI as soon as I got back from PEI. Yes, I know I did, yes, 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 yes. as soon as we got back from PEI. I think it was here a day or two, and then I went made made the journey out, spent the night out there, and towed her back. We, uh, I know, I had kind of kind of mapped it out. Possibly, that would have been the year. Yes, that would have been Rye. Rye would have been a puppy. Uh, but thinking about, could we, you know, should I, from PEI on the way home, you know, take a slight detour since we were already driving? I think it was more of Karen's. Karen, whoops, sorry about the springs making a little bit of noise. Uh, Karen's it was Karen's work factor. I think that that was the reason why I come home, get settled, and then I would drive out on my own, but that is how I am currently in the world's largest duck boat, the 32-foot ocean, the duck water Steve Hoover built world's largest duck boat, so Steve, thank you very much. It's been a great boat. I just finished up three seasons. I'm sitting here now just looking at it. Um, finished up third season in it, and I don't know what else I could ask for, honestly. It's got a Suzuki 350 on it, and that is probably, it is, that is, it is, what I'm looking at is probably going to be the last duck boat that I ever purchase, so get me, I don't know when I will stop guiding, but more than likely, it will get me to the end, whenever and wherever the end is, I think that's going to, that's the boat I'll be in, so Started off in a fourteen a foot John boat to a bigger fourteen foot john boat to the eighteen foot polar craft to the seventeen foot T D B C class to the hall number one of the Banks twenty one foot boat to the hall number one of the twenty five Banks boat. Um somebody told me Banks is not in business anymore, so that I, I don't know if that's a rumor, one of those internet kind of rumors, but uh yeah, that I don't know but Again, I have to thank Michael Banks. I have a smirk on my face. <laughs> Michael, it was for not you. If it was for not you, <laughs> I wouldn't be in the Ocean 30 to Steve Hoover thinking of UAR, so. Um, I think that that kinda is my version of my I said my twice there, but my version of my history of my duck boat side for the third time. So the weather's kind of looking really really great now. The sun is totally gone. And I think that uh and what time is it? I think Karen's possibly close to leaving. She has not texted me yet. Geoff's texting again. I need to catch back up with Jeff. Um but yeah, I think I'm rambling now. Not that I don't ramble, but this would definitely be rambling because I'm down down to the bottom of my notes. Don't have any more to talk about that um, if you could if you don't follow along with me and us when I, I say me a lot but it's Karen and myself uh, definitely check us out on Instagram at pit boss waterfowl on Facebook at Pitboss waterfowl patreon.com forward slash Jeff coach j-e-f-f-c-o-a-t-s and definitely if you have not uh, found us on YouTube please do so youtube.com forward slash Jeff coach j-e-f-f-c-o-a-t-s or YouTube.com forward slash pit boss waterfowl. P I T B O S S waterfowl. So that's all I got. I'm hoping Karen will pick me some sushi up though. I'm, I'm feeling it. I guess I could drive out, but she has to come right past, so might as well. Save the effort and let her let her take care of that. So podcast thirty-two is officially over as always wait a minute before i say thinking of you we are nick castellano thinking of you sir a very happy birthday delayed one day belated one day so all right as always thinking of you we are It's got to be against the law to look this damn good. Watch out Because, baby, I feel real good, and I wish I would. Watch out now. It's got to be against the law to look this damn good. Watch out now. Everybody, watch out. Watch out now. I'm ready for a good time. And I can't...